Marcus. Yes? You like movies? Yes, I do. You know what the fans sort of love? No. Road episodes. It's been a minute. It's been over a year, but we had to do, we had to do what we had to do. And for you guys, we haven't, you know, it's been like a, we, we, we missed a couple of weeks, so we're just trying to get more content and we're on the go. We're trying to kill two birds with one stone. I gotta get Scott back home at a reasonable time so we can write a paper. And I have to get home uh, after Game of Thrones as to not bug my significant other because I don't watch Game of Thrones and I have a million questions. So there you go. Yeah, it's like growing up. Uh, oh, yeah, this is Zebras in America podcast. Um, it, it's like growing up when my mom would have time off. I've probably said this before. And she'd be watching her stories. And I'd be asking her questions, and she'd be, you're ruining this for me. Soap operas. Yeah. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Tim, uh, my future wife, she has a mean shush. She's not mean at all, but when it comes to... She can shush me good. Rightfully so. She's lovely. I, I met her mom today. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Vic. And her dog. Cody. Shout out to Cody. Yo, what a good boy. <laughs> what a good boy. Um... <laughs> So, this is part two of episode Claire Denis. Yes. L- uh, the, fir- the first episode, we got up until... Uh, the- Bochavai. So, it was yeah. the 80s and 90s. So, now we're starting with the aughts. Yes. So, I'm wondering where we should start. First movie, uh, 2001, Trouble Every Day. Okay, so Trouble Every Day... Is a non-vampire vampire film. Yes. Vincent Gallo, he goes to France to cure his girlfriend. Of, no, 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 no. I mean, that's part of the plot. But that Vincent Gallo goes to Paris on honeymoon with his with his wife, his newlywed, their newlyweds. But he has ulterior motives. He needs to find this doctor that he used to work with. Played Alexander Descartes. Alex Descartes. Played me regular. Alex Descartes is trying to cure his, his, sure. his wife, Patrice Dallet, of her vampire cannibalistic urge. And um, so basically his backstory is there's, um, there was this, you get little hints and implications, but there's this somewhat of a, uh, a little virus that people get. And apparently it originated in Africa, which is why some people think this movie is also a small little allegory for AIDS, blah, blah, blah. But it's this one thing that when you Or get, it's a nod to Ganja and Hess. Or a nod to Ganja and Hess. There, there's some very Ganja and Hess stuff. But when you get horny and turned on, you turn into this crazy cannibal kind of vampire. And similar to a praying mantis, you need to, like, devour your love. You devour the person that you're having sex with. And and the whole thing is Vincent Gallo contracted this, and he's getting these visions of it's growing inside of him. So the awkward thing is he's on honeymoon with his wife, but he doesn't want to have sex with her because he's getting these urges to want to kill her. And he's trying to find his former friend and this doctor who's on the case and trying to find a cure for it so that he doesn't end up killing his wife, basically. And it's got excellent music. This is... um, Yeah, this was technically... The Tindersticks' first score directly for a Claire Denis film. The Nanette and Bonnie music, that stuff was already made. Claire Denis just liked it and wanted to use it in, in the film. But this was the first time they sat down and was just like, hey, Claire Denis was like, I want you guys to do, do music for my movie. 
and and the next one, which we're not gonna, which which I don't want to go straight into, sure. Which I guess is Friday night. Yes. Uh, is just one dude from Tinder Sticks. Yes. And it's a very different score. Very plucky, very stringy. Very, very stringy. I love it. Yeah. But I want to talk. I, I don't want to go straight into that. Sure, sure. So yeah, Trouble Every Day was was one where I just really liked. I, it was when I really started to understand how her films just sort of do whatever they want to do. Right. And they're not very straightforward. Uh, Friday Night might be the most straightforward of her movies. Um, um, thus far, I guess, if the... I mean, Chocolat is pretty straightforward. Right, Chocolat is straightforward. But I mean, just like a, a lot of the other movies have... Have more lapses in time and yeah, absolutely. I see what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was. Things aren't spelled out right. Yeah, yeah. I was reading in relationship to, um, I think it was the Intruder. Uh huh. Great movie. Which is that. very good. Um, that she that Denise at that time said of her movies and her style that her films have a limp. That like there's one short, one arm shorter than the other, or a big nose. I I agree with that as long as I hope. I mean, I'm not trying to tell a filmmaker about her own shit, but I hope she didn't mean that with a negative connotation. No, I think what she means is that they, because they got experimental. No, just like if you think of like if you think of of certain you know abstract expressionists or abstract painters or something, right? You might pronounce things differently. Like a sure, nose sure, or sure. two. So, but when you tell that in something that's more linear, like a narrative, yeah. it becomes like, oh, we're showing one thing and not showing the other. Which I think really, you really feel that in the film Intruder. But, thousand percent. But, you know, Trouble Every Day, when you told me to check out that movie, the first time I watched it, I was at my friend's house. Shout out to Patty D. And, like, we couldn't finish it. I was so we were both so tired, and it was like, it yeah, was it, it's a it's it's one of her grainy movies. Has like a lot of um, darker angles, yeah. and I, I, I'd also like I just real quick too the thing about <clears throat> this movie the movie she made before was Bo Travai yeah which even to this day a lot of people think like that's her best movie Bo Travai when that movie came out and played people you know not me but a lot of folks like finally this is her masterpiece because her movies before which we both think are great you know festivals critics whatever were kind of you know people knew she was great but it wasn't like you know Bo Travai was a movie that like boom and then so to make a movie to follow up a movie like her ticket to some degree within her lane her ticket was set mm-hmm. so to make a movie where like you know women get their vaginas bit off men get their dicks bit off like it this was just like, wait, what are you doing? But like, this, is kinda, this, was this is kind of you know? sort of what she does. Whenever yeah. she gets like a little, you know, we were talking about uh, I Can't Sleep or like... Yeah. Uh, in between the first episode and this episode, you know, I, I I spoke to a couple of people that walked out of High Life. I'm, I'm coming... Yeah, I, I, I was at a birthday party a couple of weeks ago. And this guy... Uh, Some people are not feeling that movie. Yeah, shout out to Aristotle. He's a, a great filmmaker on the come up. Um, J. Cole's manager also. Uh, he was saying he loves Claire Denis, but he did not like High Life. And I was like, oh, oh okay. But, you know, 
So, but we're we're gonna try our best to stay as much on brand as we can on this one. Yeah. Hi, Doug. You ever smoke PCP? No. Uh, our, our guest next week, I nothing. Nothing. Not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, so I just think you know we've talked about this before because you and I are apparently the only fans of the Sweet Blood of Jesus. But we've talked about non-vampire vampire movies before, like Lovers Left Alive, Lady Comes Home at Night, Sweet Blood of Jesus, the the Enron movie. Um, The what? The Enron movie. The Enron movie? I'm making a joke that those people were blood-sucking vampires. Sorry, I messed that one up. That's all. Yeah. Just like (laughs) making a joke because they ruined all... They sucked the lifeblood out of all these people. They truly did. Um... And I'm sort of excited for the new Jarmusch movie. You know, it looks campy. It looks fun. Yeah. You know, it, I guess it's like, let's invite the whole gang together and do yeah, what like we did hangout. life, life. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm excited. There's a new, there's a TV version of uh, what we do in the shadows or whatever. I want to see that. I, I really want to see that. That movie was fun. I guess next episode we'll talk about Avengers. Sure. Or, I, I feel like and other things. Yeah, I want to talk. Be an, it won't be an end game. No, we're gonna talk about our parents. Talk about having funny faces. Talk about DNA. Yeah, you know, talk about whatever we want to do, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, trouble every day was really hard for me to get through the first time. Right. So then the second time, when I had really just like, I had watched more non-linear movies, I was able to get into it and be like, oh, this is dope. Because, like, I really like her shots of the city and, like, how interested she is in equipment. What do you mean? Like, so, like, like, there's lots of shots in this movie of, like, beakers. And then in Friday night, there's, like, this focus on, um, you know, a lot of her early aughts movies have a focus on appliances. Like, there's a really interesting... Okay. Like... There's a really interesting um, dishwashing scene in The Intruder or, like, the in Friday Night, Moving Out and the stuff. And, like, 35 Shots of Rum has, like, a subplot about a rice cooker. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, what I was saying uh, the other day is, you know, in some ways Friday Night, which is a great movie, is, is an hour and a half movie about buying a condom. <laughs> I, I like that assessment. But it's also about other things, but there's also, like, it's, like, anti, it's, like, the opposite of dubstep. Like, there's this whole buildup of of just traffic. Yeah, which is, can I I say something, too? What what I'm enjoying by hearing you talk about these two movies is I've always felt Trouble Every Day and Friday Night take place in the same, literally the same time. Like, one part of Paris, this thing's happening, and then at the same time, the other part of Paris, this is happening. And the movies are only a year apart. Right. There's a lot, and also these, like, voyeuristic, these are two of her most voyeuristic movies, where, like, you have these shots in Trouble Every Day of Vincent Gallo, like, following behind women, trying to fight his urge, and then, you know, in Friday Night, you have, I I don't want to butcher her name, Valerie Lemassier is is following, you know, Vincent Lindon around, because she's trying to hook up with him, and she's like you know, really attracted to this guy. And then, like, we see him in a cafe kind of flirting with this other, you know, woman, but then she's right outside the cafe just 
with this Kubrick-esque glare, like staring yeah. right at him. Unbroken shot, which seems to go on. It, feel, it feels like minutes long. It's only a few seconds. Vincent Lindon, yeah. he's really dreamy in that movie. He certainly is. He's also dreamy in La Moustache, which is not a Claire Denis movie. No. That movie messed me up, man. Yeah. And he's also in Bastards, but we'll get yeah. there. Oh, and yeah. we've talked about Bastards before, but we have. but we're, we're this is going to be us going through all of her mainstream movies because uh, there's also a movie about dancing, but I didn't get to it. Um, and that's fine. I'll, honestly, it's not the easiest movie to see. A lot of folks have been. See, like, it's not easy to watch. Oh. Like, like, but I do have a copy, and I do really want to shout out to Carlo of Woman on the Screen because he he steered me in the right direction for a lot of movies and has been really helpful with this other project I've been working on and oh, nice. sort of wouldn't be able to do a lot of it without his help. Yeah. So any more thoughts on Trouble Every Day? Just that, uh, yeah, it was her, I guess it was, it was her first and only stab at horror. And going back again, I just, it, it, I, I love that it was to some degree, it's a great movie. If I, it's, I don't, it's in my top three favorite personal Claire Denis films. And it's weird because it's, to some degree, it's kind of a self-sabotaged movie where it's like, people are like, oh, you made this beautiful movie, Beau Travai, just keep, just stay in that lane. And she immediately, next movie, just went left. Yeah, or but right, like, depending on how you look at Lou, it. Lou Reed made Berlin and then he made Metal Machine Music. True artists got to tell the stories they want to tell. Yeah. Which is why, which is why I love that. That's also why people like other people who are more famous, like Minton Marinino, or like people we do like, like Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, that they're not, they're not trying to rest on their laurels. Yeah, like Jim Jarmusch could have made Down by Law ten times in a row, and it everyone really would have been have. happy. Yeah, I would have been yeah. happy. Yeah, you know, I know you argue that you wish that DJ Shadow would just make introducing over and over again. No, but the, but the thing is that one enough artists have been trying to make introducing that if you like that style it's there what I love about DJ Shadow is that he just continues to push himself and he still makes good songs I don't think he's ever made a record no that's not true I think I think Uncle might be as good as introducing yes I fucking said it okay Scott Um, Scott said that yeah not you both albums I love but I do think I, I, I gotta be clear too I'm one of those guys I, I, I always have to add That little extra I do wish he only made in, in, Introducing But I'm a true fan So when people There was that period When The Outsider came out Everybody called him a seller I'm like no 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 He's always said He's wanted to make This kind of music You're just not Doing the research You're not reading interviews Where he's clearly said I love hyphy music I came up on Too Short I want to do all these things So it's fine I just You know and but, he's just he's, I, he's yeah. just been making the music he wants to make and exactly. he, and he's growing and he's changing just how like when Portishead came out with four like third, third. excuse me three sorry three, three. whatever yeah. they could have I'm sure <laughs> if they had just came through with what they had been making in the in the early 90s yeah. people would have loved it yeah. but they didn't and I'm, I'm I appreciate it I appreciate it I yeah, like our it artists when, are kind of like cats the minute, and it's funny because Portishead and DJ Shadow were both in that same lane of trip hop. The yeah. minute that phrase came out, everyone, Portishead, DJ Shadow, Tricky, Master Attack, were like, nope, this is a corny term. I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah, and that, then you know they all went, some went dark for a while, right? Like Portishead, and others just went completely different. So. Or, or I think it was the opening, uh, it could have been the opening of Masters of Illusion, 
where Cutmaster Kurt just explained how trip hop doesn't exist. One of those albums, Cutmaster Kurt explained that trip hop was not a genre. Mm-hmm. But I know that him and Cool Keith were really part of like destroying the Doctor Octagon persona. Yeah. That that Cool Keith felt just, you know, you know, a part of. We're good. Yeah. We're good for. We're good for about uh, eight point six miles. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. yeah. So so I like that. I like the turn to do Bo Trevi and then to do this. Um, yeah. Because artists should just make stuff, you know, if they're allowed to. Because, you know, you just, you just, you don't know anybody's shit. You know, whenever, like, I always say, you know, there are people that made one thing. And that's all they had to do. Mm-hmm. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. You know, and people were just such spoiled brats. Yeah. So, so you, so she made a violent non-vampire vampire movie that that maybe some people didn't like I liked it it's not my favorite Claire Denis movie I don't even know what my favorite Claire Denis movie is anymore right. um, but then it's like less than a year later less than a she, year she later does, which, which, which you've been talking about interchangeably for the reason I explained earlier she made like there's It's also light But I mean it in a good it's way It's light You know what I call You know what I call This movie Friday night What's that First Tango in Paris I called it that The So my review On Pinland Empire I called it I When I, I I used to There was a period In Pinland Empire When I'd write about a movie I'd give it some Like subtitle And I wrote You know like Friday night Claire Denis' last tango in Paris. No, but it's like, it's, it's her that. first tango in Paris because yeah, it, yeah. it it doesn't have the humiliation, it doesn't have the degradation, it doesn't have sure. the violence. Also, I don't think Last Tango in Paris is a bad movie, but I do think yeah. it's an overrated movie. It's I, funny because I, I I took a picture of Jessica Chastain the other day, and she was like the main spearheading person. She's yeah, who, yeah. N- no, the 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 story about the butter scene. Is fucked up, but it's not what it's made out to be. That's also true. Two things could be true at the same time. Yeah, the actress in that movie, if she had known that she didn't have to do some of those scenes, she might not have done them. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, um, and in my opinion, that butter scene was like not one of the better things about that movie. Sure, um, but yeah, I call it first tango in Paris. Because also, what's in, what's that actor's name? The French dude in Friday oh. Night. Oh, Vincent Lindon. Yeah, he's like dreamy. He's got that, and like Marlon. He's got Bur- that silver fox shit. Yeah, he's got that silver fox thing going, and it's just sort of like a movie about this this woman's about to move in with her boyfriend, yeah. and she's moving out, and she goes for a drive, and their tent there happens to be all this gridlock, and she's just. This carefree, fun person. She's supposed to meet her friend. Well, the backdrop was a real. There, there was a subway strike. Like the subway right. workers were were striking, which was based on a real thing that had recently happened at the time. So it was set around that. So there's like a huge traffic jam because everybody had to drive. There's all these cabs and taxis, and then yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. No, it's okay. And I also call this movie After Sunrise. Oh man. Yeah, I'm kill- I'm killing it right oh, now. Oh man, that's good. And and yet the score is a little different because though it's the Tender Sticks guy, it's not Tender Sticks and it's more orchestral. It's it, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. And she's driving and and she's encouraged to to take on hitchhikers and other people are trying to get in. And then 
you know, she meets Mr. Lindon and he drives backwards and she cancels her plans and they, what's really, you know, they spend time buying condoms to have sex and they have really human sex. It's not just movie passion sex. There's like complications to it and, and then, and then it's kind of just over. Maybe I could have said spoilers. There will be spoilers to all Claire Denis no, movies. but Friday Night specifically is not a movie you really can spoil. You can, Like, if I heard that description, I wouldn't think anything. I'd be like, oh, I want to see that. I think most people... I don't think you spoil... You can't really spoil a movie like Friday Night. Right, because really what it's about is about the color and the lyric and the, the feeling yeah. and the music and the emotion. Because yeah. it's very... It's also, I think, her most linear film. Oh, I didn't know. If that's I'm not supposed. That's what you did. Yeah. Okay. Like it. It happens chronologically. Right. You're not that confused. Right. Oh, well, when you put it that way, yeah. Like, so. like okay. you're not filling in the blanks. Okay. Like the next movie that we're going over, which Probably I believe yeah. is The Intruder. A lot, a lot of blanks. A lot of blanks. So confusing. And my favorite, absolute favorite, 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 uh, Tinder sticks, uh, music. For a Claire Denis movie, for me, without question, like oh my god, I was so happy <clears throat> when they released that box set, that Claire Denis box set. Mm. I only cared about uh, the Intruder because Trouble Every Day had been released on its own, as was Annette and Bonnie. The music for Annette and Bonnie was was an album already, so it was just like a good chunk of the music from that box set already came out. The Intruder was just like I remember I made a well. If you listen to the last Claire Denis. Uh, episode it's a little beat that I made using the score from uh, the intruder I recorded that I like plugged my sp404 into my DVD player got the section that I wanted and then ran that through my MPC just because I just because I love that guitar riff yeah like that just I'd never get bored of that riff and it's yeah it's super dreamy like we could definitely make some remixes we can make some (coughs) some house with that music (laughs) so I guess we can go to Intruder because like I thought thought we were already I mean do you have any parting thoughts on Friday night I feel like I did most of the talking on that no you covered it just uh yeah I, I, it, it's a nice light it's honestly like if you're into like whatever air quote art movies or whatever I, it's an, it's Friday night's one of those movies where it's just like oh I slept in late I got out of bed at like 11.30am I don't have any plans today I'll throw this movie on it's like a perfect kind of like chill Sunday movie it made me miss smoking oh no I quit smoking okay. many years ago yeah. I rarely Good. I rarely miss it really cause like I'm pretty sure that I would just be I would hate it but there was a romance of smoking cigarettes and well, growing up growing thing. up all the musicians I liked smoked cigarettes and all the girls I had crushes on smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. and like the really fancy girls smoked Nat Sherman's or Gulois which are very which is a wow, French Nat cigarette Sherman's. and my my dad told me rest in peace that that he when he would visit that he visited France and they called those cigarettes guillotines because it because it felt like your head was getting cut off smoking them because they were so heavy. Shit. Gloire. And um, my my friend who just passed away recently, uh, who I, I'm really fucked up about it. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, he would sometimes smoke gloire, 
and I think he he was the one that introduced me to to Galois and because he would go to France and I miss him and I've actually been starting like a practice of like certain friends just waking up every morning I'm telling them I love them um I haven't started telling you that because, like, well, I, you still first thing in the morning will wake up and text me random stuff, or I'll do this because I think you know I, that I'm up early because I, te- I text you. It's the same thing. It's basically it's the same thing. I text you every morning because I care about you. I just don't say I love you. I just send you funny pictures, which I think pretty much says I love you. Of course. Yeah. Um, I did promise you I was going to hug you really tight today. I haven't done it yet. Oh, good. We'll see. Um. Yeah, so yeah, so Friday night. It's like one of those ones where Me and the intruder. No, no. Oh, oh Friday sorry. night. Oh, it's sorry. one of those ones where it's like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's good and it's fun. And Yep, no, you keep talking about it. It's good and it's fun. I don't know how many people are gonna say like this is my favorite one, but I liked it a lot. And sometimes it's fun to make little pieces. It's one of those ones that could be a play. Oh, what, you think? Yeah. Huh. Where the intruder could be a ballet. Definitely. Because it kind of is a ballet. Yeah. If you could give me a little a little background. Your intruder is based off of like a short story about dreams or something? Uh, somewhat. So Jean-Luc Nancy, who Claire Denis collaborates with uh, a bit, he... Uh, <clears throat> He had a, uh, a heart, what is it, uh, heart transfusion, whatever you call it, and it was just about that recovery time where just like, and to some degree, I got to tell you, I can relate to it. When you have, when you have an organ transplant, again, I had a kidney transplant, it's not as serious as a heart transplant. No, but I had spinal but, fusion. I know what it's like to have a very serious um but the surgery and the medicine they give you and what it does to you. Man, the dream, yo... That's why, I mean, also, there's a lot of father-son stuff right. on two levels in that movie. And also just, yeah, like, when you're under sedation and then when you have these weird, like, medicines and your body's adjusting to them. I had this one dream, one of my best friends, uh, his father, uh, author Michael Thelwell, for those of you who don't know, he wrote The Harder They Come. I had a dream, he was like a cyborg mall cop and he was chasing me through the mall. Yep. And he tried to kill me. And I know, like, dreams are weird, but that dream was especially, like, no, so, weird. No, so... Just things like So that. before we try to talk about what the movie is about, you're saying that that he... The, the story was loosely based on, like, fever dreams yeah. of having a heart transplant. Yeah. And, you know, when I had my spinal fusion surgery when I was 18, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know if I told you, I'm part cyborg, I... My entire spine has metal in it. Well, you mentioned before. You said before you have metal. Yeah, so I'm part cyborg, and I would have these crazy dreams during during the surgery where I woke up, where like my stomach was like a teleportation device, and I was inside a subway inside of space, and I also introduced my mother to. To who I thought was um, Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan was actually a tree, and Jimi Hendrix was my nurse. Wow. And I also had a dream. No, that, see now you're taking me back to like. But I had a dream where I was a pea, where I was a duck. 
inside oh, a Chinese yeah. restaurant. What were you saying? Well, I was a, I was a camp counselor. I, I remember a lot of kids from when I was a camp counselor. There's this one kid, Mike, and I remember I was like, I was back home in Amherst. I was like on the town common, and he was trying to like pick my pocket, but he kept calling me the N-word. <laughs> Holy shit. And he was like, there was nobody with him. He was by himself, but he kept saying, hey, let's take this N-word's wallet. And I was like, Michael, what are you doing? And he just and he would like run off, but then he would come back later on in the dream and try to take my wallet again. And he would call me the N, the N word with with the hard ER at the end too. That, Damn. That was also, yeah, it was weird. But um, yeah, and like the intruder, it's like it's like it's this dude who who was in a lot of other movies, but then he showed up later in life, and now he's like this, he's he's like this mercenary. I think of like yeah. an aging Bond villain, and yeah. he. Yeah. It takes place in three different places, but it's seamless. Yeah, no, seriously, you're in like I, I, I can't get, I can't stress enough and get over the fact how like one minute, oh France, and then you blink. Why? Oh, how do we get to Korea? Whoa, how do we get to Tahiti? It, it's really, um, and he's, but he's, like a dream, like you're one minute, you're like you're falling off a building, and then the next minute, like you're sitting in a, uh, you know. In a, in a kitchen having dinner and then you're in a car but you don't know nothing is choppy like you just don't know yeah. how you got from one place and to there's and and the term that it's an intruder is several different things because there's this young girl who's intruding in the house yes and then the the main character's son estranged son his wife works with works like in border control yeah stopping oh, yeah, intruders no, okay. and then uh Surgery is a metaphor for an in, for an intrusion, yeah. and he, the main character, is he's trying. He he needs a heart transplant. He doesn't care where it comes from, right. and and it tur- and it, it's suggested that he has a shady past. And there's this woman that keeps on showing up. And I remember you telling me uh, when we were off record that this actress. Uh, she passed away recently. Yeah, Katarina Golubova. She was in that whole sphere of. Uh, she was also, you know, she was one of the stars of Claire Denis's uh, "I Can't Sleep." She was uh, Leo Leo's Karash's uh, former uh, former wife. She she passed away uh, a few years ago, unfortunately. She also uh, she's the co-star along with Gerard Depardieu's son, who also passed away. They starred together in uh, Polar X. Great, great, excellent movie from 1999. Yeah, and Intruders has like a lot of close shots and darkness and yeah. shooting at night. And I, I recently saw this this um, this this uh, engagement with. Um, we're going two seventy eight west. No, but I me mean, eventually. What it was insane. Well, I know if, once we get on the BQE, I know how to get home from there. Yeah, I was gonna say you're exit twenty. But anyway, yeah, okay. Um. Anyways. Uh, they don't need to know my exit or whatever uh, so I saw this engagement by this this artist Dawood Bey who's, uh-huh. who's been shooting space and celebrating you know African American culture for many years and he just recently did this amazing thing on going to going to areas that were part of the Underground Railroad and shooting them at night, yeah. and printing them on these gigantic gelatin prints. Wow. You got to see it. It's it's really it's really something else. And okay. 
Yeah, like, you're not really sure what's going on in Intruder. Like, how much is real, how much is fake. He goes to China, I guess, to get his heart. No, but Korea. Korea. Yeah. And, then he, and then he goes to Tahiti to find his other son. Yeah. And you don't know if his other son even exists. And, like, there are people in Tahiti trying to set up, like, someone to be his son. Yeah, that's... And then... Yeah. And then... And then at some point... He finds his other son in Tahiti with with an incision mark that that looks like he had his heart taken out, yeah. suggesting that that it's this man's heart yeah. that is pumping. You know that your son's heart is pumping through your veins. Yeah. And yeah, it's a really great movie, very textural, and it's one of my top ones. And yeah, and then after that, a few years later, you know, she does this dance movie. But after that, she does thirty-five shots of rum. Yeah, versus Matilda. It's like a nice experimental documentary chronicling this rehearsal for this experimental dance piece. Uh, what I mean, it did like festivals. It wasn't like it's not like a, thre- a theatrical movie, <coughs> and it's not the easiest to see. Uh, it definitely counts in her filmography because it's of really course, good movie. of course. I'm but just saying, it, but it's not like it's not like a feature length feature film, whatever. Like thir- thirty five shots of rum was the next like feature film. Yeah, you know, and after. and these movies, the the one like Botrevi and Up, you can pretty much find online to watch. Like either some are on Prime. I don't think any of them are on Netflix, and some of them you can rent for a couple bucks. Right. Uh, the 90s ones are, are more difficult to to uh, to find. And it's like, yeah, this non-tragic way of, uh, you know, Disca, he's sort of like, he's cutting the cord, letting his, getting, letting his daughter loose so she can do his, her own thing. And the sort of like middle class French life, uh, working class French life. And there's, you know, I said earlier on the last episode that the music from this was a direct influence for... Our theme song, our theme yeah, song. Yeah. and this is the first Claire Denis film I saw. Were you telling me off record that this is actually the first film that you introduced uh, Tamara to? Yeah, my your fiance. fiance. I've always, I mean, I love her family. I love her mom and dad. You, you, just, you met her mom earlier today. Shout out to Vic. And her father, Randy, you know, they get along really well. Tam really loves her dad. And it's just like, oh, this is a perfect movie. I mean, usually this, whenever someone's like, I want to get into Claire Denis, how do I start? 35 Rums is definitely a movie that I recommend. But specifically to my fiance, it's a great father-daughter uh, relationship movie. And uh, I was right. She, she liked it very, very much. I remember also when I think about it, my dad liked this movie a lot, too. My dad's always very fascinated with black people from other cultures and other countries. And just, like, the last scene, you know, after the wedding where, like, one guy is out playing the piano, they're at their bar. My dad was always taking him. He just loved that, that the final moment of that movie. People just kind of hanging out, doing their thing. Yeah, it's, like, very, you know, it's just, like, a family. And, like, as I said, I like I like a film where there's a whole subplot about a rice cooker. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like, suicide and... and textures and grittiness and it's a really excellent film and and I suggest I suggest you see it uh then after that is white material yeah which that's a movie movie that's a movie that got her her, that's a movie that got her criterion collection oh yeah with a great I gotta say with a great essay written by Amy Tobin and I got and I met Amy Tobin uh two years ago um 
coming out of uh, Last Flag Flying, and I got to tell her, I was like, you know, it's weird. There's this thing about Claire Denis films where a lot of times people don't, and I appreciate it, but like a lot of her films focus on black folks, black life, in, but in a non-pretentious way, but it's never really spoken about. And Amy Tobin, that was like one of the first like written pieces on her work that head-on was just like, you know, to some people, Claire Denis' films are very taboo because it's about, you know, uh, it's like a lot of times it's like you're looking at these black men through the vision, through through the eyes of a perspective of a white woman. And, you know, I, 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 I highly recommend it. If, if you get the white or have the white material uh, criterion disc, make sure that like in, 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 in the supplements, the, the booklet that comes with it, read, read the Amy Tobin uh, review, uh, piece. It's really good. Yeah, and you got Elizabeth, you got Isabel Huppert, you got, you got the dude from Bastards and Intruder. You got... Who? The, the main character from Intruder. Oh, duh. Damn, he's... Oh, duh. Shit, he's the father. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. You got Highlander? You got... <coughs> well, I, I think of this movie as that he actually is the Highlander. You have... Um, what's that dude's Christopher name? Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Um, you have some other characters. Ooh. And it's basically this, this... This... This unnamed African country is undergoing a regime change. And... Isabel Huppert really believes that that her family is not going to be affected by this. Yeah, it, it's a great. Ultimately, I, I I sum this movie down to it's a. Also, if you, if you want to go to the Pink Smoke and read the piece that I wrote about white material, this movie to some degree it's about the 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 illusion of inclusion, which normally that term applies to black people. If you're like OJ and you think you're white or you want you know, but this is the, kind of the the reverse that. It's this kind of arrogance that this white woman feels like, oh, because her family's been there for generations, under what circumstances that, no, 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 we're, we're, we're good. Like, you know, folks are going to get killed off and there's this new regime change, but my family's coffee plantation has been around for generations and decades, so we'll be fine. And she's very, like, stubborn and very, like, very there's, there's all this, like, civil war and this uproar and going it's, on, it's but at, she's so focused on, like, no, we got to get this crop and it's of at beans the, out. And it's at it's the like, cost of everything. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know, like it deals with mental illness. It deals with oh, yeah. it, it deals with my, my with my opinion, rape, despair. It's a film that that deals with race relations incredibly thoughtfully and well. Yeah. When when people are like, oh, what's you know, can can white people talk about? Can white people make films about you know race? And I'm like. Sure, this also, one of them is white material. Two things about it too. When the trailer for white material came, the trailer to this movie is not very good because it looks like, oh, it's this African country in uproar, but all these poor white people. Like whoever cut the trailer to white material needed to go back and redo that one over. Also, now that you know, ever ever since like it was really white material, and then now you know with High Life, we'll get to that in a second, but. Claire Denise is like even more popular now, so I'm noticing you know a lot like say on Black Film Twitter, which which is a thing. Um, they can be a little exhausting sometimes too. Claire Denise's upbringing kind of comes in, it, 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 you know, it comes up because she did spend some of her life in Africa, but similar to the story about Werner Herzog holding a gun to Klaus Kinski in order to finish a movie, literally didn't happen. It, it, it's something that Werner Herzog said to Klaus Kinski, and it just, just became a myth. 
there's now this thing about where people are just like Claire Denis grew up in Africa. She's like Charlize Theron, where it's like no, not not really. It's not exactly like that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Also, like she's. Just, just do, I just want again people do your research. Just do your research and like Charlize Theron, she's like not an enemy either. She's just no. but but she's not. She can get Claire a little Denis. obnoxious with a number of times. She likes to tell people she's from South Africa. It's like okay, okay. I, I sort of want to watch the long shot, but like I'm not going to pay to see it. Yeah. Like when it shows up on Cinemax, which it will. Yeah. I'll watch it. Right. And yeah, so it's about like there's this regime change in this unnamed African country, and Isabel Huppert's family has been part of a coffee company there for a long time. And she thinks that she can just stay. Yeah. And things just get worse and worse oh, yeah. and worse. Yeah. And I believe her mentally ill son is is raped by some young children. Um, but people disagree with me about that. Yeah, he's, definitely, about he's definitely humiliated. Yeah. And then there's, like, these other subplots. And I just think the film, like, talks about, like, the damage of colonialism or imperialism. And I think, you know, like... Uh, Franz Fanon writes about the ambivalence of living in a colonialist society, and that and that feeling is uh, that feeling is not necessarily presented here. But like, I think that like you know per per fa- like per per, per Fanonian um, outlook, he, you know, culture is hierarchical, and like, how do we navigate cultural rel- relativity, like evaluating culture's morality and normality? Not, not necessarily in our own social mores, but on relation to the normativity of the culture we are viewing. And, you know, racism is the crudest identification of culture. And to understand that, we have to look at racism's aftermath and consequences in a culture, which is something you see in white material. And that, like, there's implicit and explicit racism. Um, and colonialism destroys and eats culture and but you know the the oppressed are resilient so they're trying to so these these characters are 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 resiliently trying to figure out how to how to uh free the country because racism is not like a quirk it's it's not a defect it's it's a it's something that that people actively participate in uh, assimilation assimilation is something that can be forced and and racism is violent both physically and mentally it creates a feedback loop of inferiority but you know I think I know I'm, I'm babbling I'm not babbling no, but I'm but I'm rambling fine. no no um, cause like uh, Paulo Freire argued that Paulo no Freire you know uh, pedagogy of the oppressed argued that uh, inner and outer racism can end through liberation. And this, so this film shows um, this country trying to liberate itself. And then I read this book in, from 1965 called Neocolonialism, The Last Stage of Imperialism by Kwame Nkrumah, who is Ghana's first president. And he posited that violent intervention to countries and abuse of resources will have unending ramifications, but that unity in Africa is the first requisite for destroying neo-colonialism, and that to do that, you have to create economic unity, specifically 
which is which is required by reorganizing African countries to specialize in the production of crops and goods that they are most suited for. Yeah. So does is if that doesn't like hit white material like on the nose, sure. I don't know what does. I don't know if Claire Denis was reading that stuff, yeah. but I just thought it was very very pressing in this story. Uh, do you have any thoughts about white material before we move not, on? Not, not after all of what you said. No, I, I think. Like, I oh, did the home run? Did I, did I talk too much? No, I just like no. What I just said, kind of. Okay, nothing so, really needs to be said. Then after that, we have bastards. Yes. Evil men, bad fathers. The man from mustache tries to tries to game the family <laughs> of the man who ruined his brother's life. The sailor tries to outmaneuver the evil man, but all the men are evil. And, and no the, one is good. No. And it's also, you know, it's loosely... It's, it's based on... It's... it's infl- Well, three things. And these are all... These are not my speculations. These are her words. And also just in the dialogue and in the plot of the story. Like, one, uh, the book Sanctuary, mm. obviously. Just from, you know, someone being sodomized with corn. Uh, to um, The Bad Sleep Well, a, a story about Oh, it's about totally this. a remake yeah. of The Bad Sleep <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah. if you ask me. And no, I no, think it if is. you ask her. And she said it. And then also, Claire Denise said, just from, this is another, a Tinder stick score, that's like, like they picked up the synthesizer on, yeah. on, on this one. And she said, I, 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 yeah, I, was, I was at the Q&A uh, when this was played at the New York Film Festival years ago, and she was like, I wanted to make a movie like Thief. And it's kind of like, okay, when you say it that way, uh, I get it. From the dark lighting to the like synthy, uh, like noirish, neo noirish. Well, the movie is neo noir, but a neo noirish, you know, score. It's like, yeah, this is, and again, this is something new. Like, just like going back to a trouble every day, that was like her first stab at, 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 uh, horror this is her new stat her stab at like another genre genre movie like Even yeah it's, it's her doing a revenge film and it it sort of crosses it's sort of like the bridge to the newer style that she starts that she gets into after this yes but and not, not for nothing i can't sleep has some noirish qualities because at a certain point the katarina golubeva character is like whoa something funny is is, is going on i think uh this guy who turns out to be the guy who's killing women like something's up something's up with this guy but anyway yeah like there's i don't want to give it away because like you're you think the whole time that 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 things are one way in this movie yeah and it turns out there aren't and like there's really no innocent people except maybe the mother yeah exactly and and let me say something both mothers both mothers and what what you uh, no because one of it's implied one of the mothers knew what the fuck was going on with the with right. the, uh, with, the right. with the with the stuff with the eight millimeter stuff with the stuff. Um, yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, this is uh, another uh, another collaboration. You know, uh, friend of the show, f- future guest, uh, Clayton the regular Alice Howery. She's uh, she appears in, in, in that movie uh, toward, towards the end. But um, oh shit, I lost my my train of thought. I thought. You lost your your reflection eternal album from the two thousands. No, it's 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 on the phone you're holding right now. Um, ah shit, forgot what I was gonna say. But oh, I, you you said because everyone's bad. I love how you can say this. What I'm about to say without spoiling it is that the bad guy absolutely wins at the end of this movie. And you, and but you're you don't like, know what I'm talking. If you haven't seen, it, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like what? Yeah. It's you know. And and you don't you're like hoping that it's not going to happen. And it totally does. Yeah. Um, you I didn't know. even think like the way the movie ended. I really didn't. Even though oh no one's good. I just like oh damn. 
all right, well, this guy, just kill this guy. Let's just get on the plane and yeah, she's like whatever. It's like you know, you know, um, definitely good, you know, commentary because there is a subplot of this like failing small business under the thumb of this giant corporation guy. So it's a capitalist versus like small mom and pop. Yeah, but just you know, you know go check out the movie. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's very good. It's different. Um, it's one of her movies that gave me nightmares because it's evil. It's very evil. And yeah, uh, yo, what's that movie? What's The Departed? Yeah. If you haven't seen The Departed, oh shit, that's a very yeah. Like, like when Leo DiCaprio just gets popped in the elevator. Yeah. That, that, that was just genius. Yeah. To do it that way, where you're just like, ah, what? Yeah. Yeah, I got that feeling in in this movie. Definitely, absolutely. Um, and that just reminded me of that other movie that you put me on to. I think with Mads Mikkelsen, where he was like the wedding. After the wedding, that's yeah. a good movie. It's a great wedding. <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, you can tell I'm starting to get tired. Um, yeah, no, we're we're gonna power I, I, through. Yeah, and like, and and for those listening, I mean, we did do an episode on the a whole episode on the sunshine and. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have to go that hard on yeah. Let the Sunshine In. I do have some slightly... I, although, we do, because I have some newer... Yeah, can I can I, can I, can I give yeah. my couple yeah, cents? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Juliet Binoche, she plays a lovelorn woman who gives all of herself to men that don't deserve it. Uh, you know, Claire Denis, Claire Denis makes a rom-com with Gerard Depardieu, and it was fun. It was in, like, two scenes. yeah. But I probably wouldn't have seen it if Denis hadn't made it. Let me be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I almost then I almost don't need to say anything. Now. Like I wouldn't have. And what I really did like was that the which we talked about when we when we talked about it back in the day is that like the movie starts doing the credits as the movie's still happening. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Just I liked the movie less as I get you know I saw this movie. Coming up on two years ago, we both, you know, we, we saw it, and now, you know, the more I think about it, and in preparation for this podcast, seeing High Life twice, you know, the, I'm just like, no, when Clinton is on her shit, she's on her shit, and this kind of wasn't, as the kids say now, this th- this ain't it. Not terrible, it's not like it's a bad movie, but I just feel like, I hate saying this is like the one example where she's almost on autopilot. Yeah, or just like... Or maybe she's like phoning, she's phoning it in, kind of. Or maybe like the rom-com genre is harder to transcend. Yeah. Like I do like rom-coms a lot, but like even when I think of my favorite ones, like no, I guess High Fidelity is pretty damn good. Yeah, High Fidelity. Yeah, High Fidelity is a fun movie. Yeah, but right, it's fun. It's not like you know. Yeah. It's one like I, don't, I guess the Lloyd Dobler movie. What's that one? Uh, say, say anything. anything. No, okay, two John Cusack movies in a row. Well, I think all of the ones I like are with John Cusack. Right. I'm, say anything's okay. a pretty damn good fucking movie. Heck yeah, Ioni Sky. But oh, do you want to say anything? Not, ri- not that you you kind of said what I wanted to say. Like, Claire did he not made this? Eh. Just be honest. If if there was. If there was a movie, I know we both love Juliette Binoche, but like, yeah. would we see a French film where Juliette Binoche just played a lovelorn woman being disappointed all the time? Yeah, probably not. Not necessarily. 
I wouldn't say no. Yeah. But like we we spent money. We spent good money to yeah, see good, it. Good money for New York Film at Festival. the New York Film Festival. Yeah. Like those those aren't cheap tickets. Yeah. But uh, but highlight. I, 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 and I'm leaving. So I, I get okay. So one thing I want to say that does transition into highlights. I remember it being a big deal that these two powerhouses of modern French cinema, Julie Binoche and Claire Denis, were going to collaborate, and it turned out to ultimately be like a. Eh, but they made up for it, in my opinion. I don't want to speak for you, but they made up for it with the latest film that's out right now, uh, High Life. Really, really good. I thought it was great. I thought she was like back on her. Uh, yeah. But Scott, I want to know what you thought of High Life. Um, I'm just double checking this thing. Sex um, machines in space. So that was that was like the so. That was what. That was the one thing I didn't like about the movie. But so I like. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty close to a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like watching an ambient album that has violent pulses of distortion. Yeah. Um, you listen to Philippe Jack? Uh, I'm not sure, but you send that to me. Yeah, well, it's it, like it, that, that's kind of what his music was like. What it, you just described. You know, I say that like. Because I know this makes people upset. Uh-huh. I liked it better than 2001. I also like Event else. Event Horizon more than 2001. And I think this was Event Horizon meets 2001. I'm not... I, I'm, I'm going with that. I like that. But, but it's more heartbreaking and more fulfilling than either. Mm. Um, I know, like, I, a bunch of people walked out of this movie... Um, like, have you ever seen Where the Wild, Where the Red Fern Grows? You no. ever read that? No. It's a book about this kid and his dogs. Oh, no. It's a beautiful book. It's sort of like the book that you give your kids to test whether they're sociopaths. Because, like, okay. if they don't cry at the end, they might be sociopaths. And that, that, that's sort of, like, the lead-in for this movie. Like, Robert Pattinson spends his life in jail because he killed his friend for killing his dog. Right. And then all these other people, I guess, like, like this, it's weird because it's sort of like that movie where the people have to go to the, go kill the sun to save the earth. Oh, Sunshine. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like Sunshine where, like, you're like, this is a weird premise. Right. But, like, basically. Still straight ahead, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. Basically, these people are offered, they, they're offered, like, not to be on death row. Yeah. If they go to space and do these things. Right. I guess harness energy from black holes. But there's also like Juliet Binoche who's a doctor who's like trying to create sperm inside trying to create space babies. And getting the sperm from the male prisoners. Yeah. Through through sex machines and manual manual and through and and she also rapes Robert Pattinson. And all the people are there because they're because they're criminals. Yeah. And even much later in the movie, they come across another ship that's just feral dogs. And um, Andre 3000 is in it. Yeah. Um, but he just, like, plays a regular dude. Kind of plays himself. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah, you ever see that movie Revolver, Guy Ritchie? Of course. Where, like, 
they were he was like Guy Ritchie was trying to make his own usual suspects. Yeah, yeah. Um and Andre Three Thousand was cool in that movie. Oh, he was also in Four Brothers, Rest in Peace John Singleton. Rest in Peace John Singleton. Yeah. Man, that was that was that sucks. Not to get all it was extra it extra sucky because I literally what he went through I went through with my mom. Like yeah. I say like yeah. you have a stroke and then it gets worse and then you have to make those decisions. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks. So it hit and nothing. also not to mention that like my parents, you know, just thinking back, oh they let me see Boys in the Hood when I was ten and all this stuff. So it just it, it reminded me of a lot of stuff that I didn't really want to think of. Yeah, I'm but sorry. It just it happens, you know. Sometimes you have to think of stuff that you don't want to. And I just, I really loved, um, I really, I really liked the movie. I thought it dealt with black holes really cool. It was, it was remorseless in its violence. Yeah. Um, and, and these like random little spurts. Yeah. It's kind of just like, whoa. And, and there's like underlying of aggression. Like two of the male prisoners, especially, are definitely sexual predators. Yes. One of them, and then one of them acts upon it. So let me not even, or, or he tries. He, he Thankfully he stopped, but. Yeah. And there's Should I be over in this lane? Uh, event yes. Event horizon. And event horizon and there's there's like um and then and then it also becomes like this this father and daughter survival story. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And you don't know whether they're gonna be okay. And there's and there's also this no one's talking really about like the aging process. Like what's the deal with the aging? Because this baby became like a fourteen year old pretty quick. No, they just didn't show it. Well, I only say that because Pattinson didn't really age. Yes, he did. He grayed. D- oh, all right, all right. I still felt it was like inten- It was like quick, intentionally quick. Maybe I'm. I, no, yeah. I think if anything, it's because they were close to a black hole, which ages you. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yours. Oh, cool. Um. But the best- yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh. And then slowly everyone dies. Yeah. And and then you don't really know what happens at the end. And the music is incredible. And aside yeah, from the weird, there was there there's the scene with Juliette Binoche with the sex machine. Yeah. That I really hated. But aside from that, I really liked it. And to, what did you to, hate about? To, I just didn't years. like it. To relate oh. it to, and I may have said this before, to relate it to an outcast because for whatever reason, it's like. Aquemini is a, a brilliant album, but there's also Papacita Mamadonna, and uh, that scene for me was the Papacita Mamadonna. Okay. I'm still going straight, right? No, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on Highlight? I thought it was great. It was like a return. It was the first movie in a long time, technically a decade, because while I, I enjoyed Bastards, I don't have anything negative to say, but Bastards was, it was good, it was pretty solid. Let the Sunshine was kind of a letdown. So, like, this is the first movie since White Material that really, like, hit me in the gut. Not here? No. Oh. That really, that really hit, hit me in the gut. And I'm going to say this again. This is now her first, like, full-on, you know, her first foray into science fiction. So, it's like she's in her 70s, and she's still doing new stuff, you know. Um, and I like this turn that, like, Robert Pattinson, you know, has made over these last few years. Well, he, yeah, we he's, talked he's about... good selection. We talked good, about Rover. Yeah. yeah. Rover's yeah. a good-ass movie. Good I liked time, it. You know, with... Um, High Life is, like... High Life is really good. Um, and 
you know, Claire Denis has made it a point that she wants to work with Pattinson again. And it's like in all these interviews now, Pattinson is just like, no, I love Claire Denis and I love uh, all these. And it's just like, he, you know, he got judged because he's the, you know, he was the Twilight guy. And then before the Twilight stuff, you know, he was in Harry Potter. So it's just like hard for people to believe because they judge book, a book by, by its cover. But it turns out he's kind of a, a cinephile and not one of those people that likes to like throw the word cinephile around just because they've seen King of Comedy, like a certain drummer from a certain hip-hop band thinks he's a cinephile, but he's really not. Um, no, keep on going. It was in my... Um, yeah, so High Life was in... High Life is... It's it's one of my favorite movies of, of this year. No question. I mean, I, I just really haven't liked a lot of movies this year. Mm-hmm. So... It's... It's my favorite movie, but like, I don't know that I have a top five. You you will. I I, I cannot stress enough. I really, not to get, to get off Clinton for a second. You're gonna like. You're gonna like our time. I kind of want to see the movie with you. It's long. That's a regatta's new yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also hopefully the mountain is good. Oh, that if it's anything like the trailer, holy shit, that that trailer is really good. Yeah, it makes me hopeful for you know. But sometimes trailers can be good and the movie's not good. But um, what else? You know, I think I don't know if if this will be like oh the best movie ever. But I think when you see, I th- I, I really want you to see American Dharma because I think you're gonna get a lot. I will from it. I, think I will. Have you seen Fighting with My Family? Not yet, but I'm going to. It's a fun movie. And I want to nice see. Movie. I, I want to see. Uh, I heard Under the Silver Lake was really good. Um, uh, did yeah. yeah. I'm hearing uh, that's the most mixed reviewed movie. I've, I've but those are the movies I want to watch. I right, want to watch right, the yeah. next sure, 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 sure. And also, uh, Shaka King, friend of the show, mm-hmm. was saying that the movie last year, The Decision, was really good with Tiffany Haddish and what's his face from Blockers. Oh, that movie! Oh, yeah. well, hell, yo, Ike Barinholtz is funny as shit. You so saw anything, it though? No, no, I didn't. But no, you but, just I, reminded but me. remember, we were talking. There were like a couple good. Last year was a year of R-rated comedies. Yeah, it was. You had Blockers, that was good. You had... Game Night. You had Game Night, which was great. I saw Tag uh, a few days ago. Tag, which was good. I did not mind it. It was good. I didn't mind it. There's I don't think that was R-rated, though. Was, I think yes, that's it was. PG, okay. Nah, that movie was, that movie was R-rated R as, as shit. It was good. Yeah. Um, Carlo really liked that movie. Tag? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's just this movie and there's also The Spy Who Dumped Me. Which was, yeah, which was excellent. Yeah. And Chaka was telling me that this one was really good too. I got to go to the I got to go to the red carpet premiere thanks to my thanks to my fiance. Um, so that was kind of 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 the spy who dumped me. Yeah, so and I fun. just I can't I can't uh, stress how much I enjoyed that movie. Make a left here. Oh, uh, what's it called? Um, Booksmart looks good. What's that? Uh, Olivia Wilde's movie with Jonah Hill's sister and um, a bunch of other folks are in it, like Lisa Kudrow and Will Forte, who I still think is the funniest human being ever. He's pretty funny. I don't it's know. Like, it's, he, like a, it's like a Theo, I, I hate Theo Vaughn is really, really killing it right now. I still can't get over the fact that's the fucking guy from Road Rules. But Look, hey, people hey, change, I, I, man. No, 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 I know, but I, I, it's just wow, it's the same guy. But um, it, it's it's kind of I hate saying this, but it's like a girl's super bad. 
But it kind of looks funnier than Superbad. Okay. But why not? Because it's not like Superbad was the first s- Superbad. And you know what? No, super, girls girls like, like to go meet, out and have fun and go to parties like, and why get can't, trouble too. Like, so yeah, not? I want to see a girl's meatballs three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Booksmart kind of looks close to that. Well, so. I'll, I'll totally watch it, dude. Awesome. Um, so let's let's do our closing thoughts because because we're basically done. Yeah. So what are our closing thoughts on um, on High Life? Uh, I, I thought High Life, High Life is excellent. Look, uh, if you want to check out my spoiler-free review, uh, you can go to pinlandempire.com. And this is definitely going to be on my um, top ten. But because it is Claire Denis, I do my little weird categories. It'll definitely be, if not that, it'll be the top of my little special jury prize. But it, it's going to come up again uh, when we do our top ten, no, at least going, on my going straight. It's going to come up again on this podcast. It's going to come up again on my site. So it's great. And what did you? So what else? What did you like about it? Uh, I don't really have much. I mean, besides the fact that it's just like it, it's it's new ground for Claire Denis. It's um, it's say kind this, of her first Ameri- English film. I mean, this is her first Trouble, full on, Trouble no, this Every is her first Day full has on. English, but, but this is her first full yeah. on in- English movie, and majority of folks seem to like it. So it's like she's not gonna have and she's not gonna have a problem making another movie. And she's all she's definitely she's someone. Oh, I can't wait to see what she makes next. Yeah, and, and this is no exception. So, so yeah, that's right, so. right here. Yeah, anywhere. Where am I? Uh, a couple blocks from my home. I'm gonna I need to eat dinner. Oh damn! My yeah, that's what I, thought. Oh, I was trying to take you to your house. Oh uh, no, I'm okay. gonna. I gotta eat dinner. Yeah, so do I. But I'll tough it out. All right, man. All right, so that was our that was our two parter of Claire Denis. Yeah. Um, let's just make sure that recorded. Yeah, we're good. All right, and uh, yeah. Let's go smoke some PCP. All right.